0: This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation.
1: Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Date now on Bumble.
2: And I don't know if I've ever told you this, but yeah, like you literally feel like a big sister to me and I'm the oldest child and I I didn't have like a big sister growing up. So I really do feel like you are that to me and like such a role model. So I'm so glad that everything has happened the way it has. And like, I couldn't imagine like a better, like, Not even co-working situation because I feel like we're more than co-workers, but I just love the way that it's evolved. Welcome to The Real Real, where I take you behind the
0: Instagram reel and into the real lives of entrepreneurs, content creators, and anyone who inspires me and may inspire you too. I'm your host, Natalie Barbu, and let's get into it. Hi, Natasha. Thanks for coming on my podcast. Thanks for having me. You've been on my YouTube channel before. I don't...
2: Have we ever done a podcast together? I actually don't remember. No. This is my first podcast with you and then my second podcast ever.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> That's awesome. You were on Tess's podcast or whose podcast was the first one?
2: Sarah, Sarah Boss's podcast.
0: Sarah's podcast. Okay. Yeah. So... I was telling Natasha before we started recording, but I really just want this episode to be very casual. And, you know, I I like to do one episode with a friend every month. And I want to talk about one, like how we met, take it back to the beginning, but then also jump into like time management, New Year's goals and resolutions and just like how to kind of start the year on the right foot because I feel like it's very fitting because we're recording this on January 2nd. So it just turned 2023 which is very
2: insane yeah first Monday of the whole year that's crazy
0: yeah I was getting very bad like Sunday scaries before this like yesterday but instead of Sunday scaries it was like (laughs) the year scaries like like, (laughs) that's a lot of pressure I'm like oh my god there's just so much to do and I don't know about you but 2022 for me went by actually pretty slowly I think like so much happened the past year that I just felt like, how could that have all been one year? Like, it was just so much that happened that it just felt like there was way too much to jam-pack in 12 months. So it felt like a very long time. But then when I think about like 2023, I'm like, whoa, like that just sounds so futuristic. Like, how are we here already?
2: Yeah, last year does feel like forever ago. And like this time last year, I was not in the best place in my life. So I think starting this year already, like I feel like 10 times better.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's crazy how like, I mean, time really does like heal everything. And like, if you're going through pain, if you're going through like any hardships, heartbreak, breakups, the grief, anything like you think when you're in that moment, oh my God, this is like the end of the world and I'm never going to feel okay. But like you were saying, like last year, this time you were not in a good place. And then this time, you know, you're starting it like completely differently. And, you know, you don't feel those same feelings that you did last year.
2: Yeah, it's really like refreshing and encouraging to know that like, a lot can change and like it gets better.
0: Yeah, yeah. And so much does change in a year. Like the fact that this time last year, Rella wasn't even launched. It was not on the app store. We didn't have a single... Customer, user, like we had like beta testers and stuff, but like you know we were like prepping for launch, and I remember being so scared for launch. Like I remember thinking like Oh my god, everything's gonna change!" Because up until that point, we were just working as a team, like internally. Like we didn't have anyone like communicating like bugs or issues, or like we didn't have real time feedback and. I feel like the only people we spoke to were people that already like were in our community. Like it wasn't like random people. And now we have so many people that are finding us that like don't know who I am. They don't know the story of Rella. they just like happened to find us. And there's actual like, we have over 10,000 users already. Like it's just, it's insane. That was like my resolution for this year. And one of them was to hit 10,000 users with Rella. And I was like, that's never gonna happen. Like <laughs> it was such a long shot for me.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember how I felt before launch, but I remember the day of launch and kind of the day after. It was just so surreal knowing that people wanted to download the app and the amount of stories that people shared, just saying how excited they were. It was crazy. Like I didn't expect that response and just like looking back, like we, our community, like they're just so supportive and it was it was unreal to like experience in real time. Yeah, I remember
0: that night I was like flying to Raleigh, was I? I think I was flying to Raleigh for launch. Yeah, I was flying to Raleigh. And I remember some people were able to download it before midnight. I was on a flight at like 11 p.m. So I started getting stories of like people downloading it. And I was like, wait, what? I was like, it's not supposed to be launched yet. I was so confused, but it ended up working out and it ended up going really, really well. And now here we are almost a year later, which I want to talk about kind of like how we met. So for those of you guys who don't know, Natasha is our like head of product, I would say. Titles at startups are so like it's just you you're wearing so many hats that like your title is not necessarily like the sole thing that you're doing, but head of product I think encompasses like everything that you do. So how would you describe your role at Rella?
2: Yeah, I do a little bit of everything and I love it. Like I wouldn't change it any other way. Like if I was doing one sole task every day of the week, I would be bored. I'm someone that likes variety and changes and so yeah with what I do with Rella if you can sum it down to like three categories I would say it's community building social media and design and within that there's like so many things I could do each day but at the core of it it's just creating and cultivating like relationships with our users
0: yeah I think that that's the best way it's like head of product and head of community I feel like because product encompasses you know, the design aspect of it. And product also means that you have to talk to customers because to understand, you know, their experience, but also community because you do the marketing as well. And, you know, you talk to our users aside from just about Relay. like you just are always like chatting with them and like making sure that they know kind of like what we're up to. So yeah, I definitely, I think that that's kind of like the best way to describe yeah. it, I guess. you know what the best feeling is when you walk out the door feeling like you can conquer the world because your hair looks amazing you know those days when your hair shines with confidence well i have something that are going to make those good hair days into a daily reality which is way's new hair gloss i personally have been loving taking care of my hair i just got a new haircut and at first i was iffy on it but then the more i've looked at it and the more i've styled it I actually really love it and I don't think I can go back to super long hair. It's all about how you style it. So I have been meticulous about my hair routine. I've been incorporating Waze hair gloss and it has literally made me love my haircut and love all of the different ways that I can make it look. It's so easy. Just five minutes in the shower and bam, instant shine. And let me tell you, preventing heat damage is a top priority for me and with hair gloss protecting my hair up to 450 degrees, I can style worry-free and the best part, my hair hair feels shinier healthier and more vibrant than before if you guys have seen my blowouts on my instagram or my tiktok you know that i have been feeling my hair and it has been so shiny getting your shine on in the shower with ways hair gloss is so easy and it's packed with hyaluronic acid and rice water and so it so it not only gives you immediate shine but also treats damage and enhances color vibrancy and here's the best part in a consumer perception study over 85 percent of participants agreed that their hair looks shinier healthier and smoother with ways hair gloss give your hair a glow up with whey go to t-h-e-o-u-a-i and use promo code real for 15 percent off any product that's t-h-e-o-u-a-i.com promo code real I know you said every day is different, and you don't like doing the same thing. I feel like a lot of people are kind of at that point where they're kind of looking at their job and they want something different. Like they want to kind of explore a different route, or they want to do something you know, not have the same day be as like mundane as you know, going to our office doing the same stuff every day. How did you kind of like create that for yourself? Because I know obviously with what you do at Rela, like that's part of the job. But I feel like before Rela, you were every day was different for you too. So how did you kind of like create that life for yourself?
2: Yeah, I know it's not like this with every work environment, but kind of the rule of thumb that I have is just to explore new opportunities whenever I can. Like I remember even with Rella, at first I was just doing the screens for the app designs and wasn't touching the marketing or the social media at all. And I remember you gave me like one small opportunity to touch the social media And then since then, I've been like pushing my way in slowly and yeah, just exploring new things. And that's how you can make new connections, level up in your job. And I think it's just being open to building your skills. And I think that's something in high school and college I kind of just did on my own. I didn't wait for anyone to tell me, okay, like here's the next step. I just kind of wanted to explore that in my own way. And yeah, that's kind of how I've taken the initiative to make variety in my work life.
0: Yeah. And when you say like you chase opportunities and you like make sure that you take it, I don't even remember like the social media So when you're like, oh yeah, you gave me one social media opportunity. What was do you remember what that was? Like I don't remember what that was. I just kind of like (laughs) remember you doing it. Like I don't even remember how we transitioned to that.
2: I remember it was sometime in the summer and I was I think I was in like Savannah and you asked me to create a Instagram post and it was about what people think influencers do versus what they actually do and I remember this so vividly because that was my first time creating an Instagram post for Rella and I loved creating it and I wanted to do more of it and I can't remember the timeline after that but I remember just wanting to create more Instagram posts and then slowly getting into the content calendar and just bit by bit it kind of happened that way.
0: Yeah I just picture you as like doing it for so long now that I don't remember a time that you didn't do it. Like, was I the one doing it the whole time?
2: Like, I don't don't remember. Started the Instagram, but yeah, we didn't really have like a presence yet. And yeah, my job was just like one role, uh, just doing the designs. But I saw an opportunity to just, you know, build our community uh, even more. And I know that you had your following and I wanted to provide more value with our social media. And we kind of built it together. I think that's the fun thing. Like, it wasn't just me or just you. It was like us together doing it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Because now we work like super closely. Like, for those of you who don't know, I talk to Natasha more than I talk to like anyone else. I think. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm always talking to you. I'm always. We're always texting. We're always jumping on calls. And we come also from like a working relationship to also like a friendship and like I feel like you are involved in literally like everything like you're involved in so much not only with the business but even like I said like with my life too that I like can't imagine like I don't remember before you know like I don't remember what it was like when we were just like doing screens (laughs) like that that feels weird to me
2: yeah and I don't know if I've ever told you this but yeah like you literally feel like a big sister to me and I'm the oldest child and I I didn't have like a big sister growing up. So I really do feel like you are that to me and like such a role model. So I'm so glad that everything has happened the way it has. And like, I couldn't imagine like a better, like not even co working situation because I feel like we're more than coworkers, but I just love the way that it's evolved.
0: Oh my God, that makes me want to cry. That's so (laughs) sweet. (laughs) Thank you. No, seriously. Like it's honestly, I say this, like we've got, so lucky like I don't understand how all of us like every single person works so well together like why do you think we have I guess like how do you create a healthy working environment that you've seen like I can give my input afterwards but like what have you kind of taken from you know how to develop this like healthy working environment
2: yeah, I think one thing about each of us on the team individually is that we're all very work driven, but not in like a toxic way at all. We're all very passionate about what we do. We want to see Rella grow. We all have the best intentions. So just naturally, we all come together as a team with one goal, and we've refined that along the way. And then I think as people and personalities, we're all very open to each other and just what we have to share. And I think that creates like the best environment. Like we don't really have conflict on our team. And that's like very rare, I feel like. But it's just because we're all very, very open, very collaborative. And when we're facing something challenging, we all get through it together. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely agree. And I think it's one of those things where when I first started Rella, I didn't know the importance of company culture because I've been working for myself for the past, like it's about to be four years that I've been working for myself. And before that, I only worked nine months at a company and it was like a large corporation. So it wasn't like I knew the CEO at all, you know, or I didn't even know like anyone like in higher up. Like I only knew my team around me. And so I didn't really understand like developing a company culture. And so when I started Rella, I really had no idea. I was like, yeah, like, you know, I feel like that's like a cliche thing to worry about until I started talking to other people like mentors and advisors and people that had companies. And they're like, no, no, no. Company culture is something you really need to like refine and actually work on. And that's when I was like, okay, I want to have more structure. I want to be more like communicative. I want to collaborate more. I really, really, really tried to be intentional with all of that. And I feel like it was something that like all of us kind of felt at the same time. Like I remember we were all like, okay, we need to talk about our values. We need to talk about, you know, what type of person we want to hire in the future. How do we want this to look like? And I feel like we were all on the same page right away, which is very rare i think for for like a company to have you know a team that's like all on the same page at all times which i feel like we
2: were yeah definitely and i know this is like your first time building a team and just from observing like it's not the easiest thing like there's lots of ups and downs but you've just taken every challenge and taken it the best way you can and i feel like you're really good at asking other people for advice or just you know looking at how other people have done things and i think that's helped to build our culture And I know like this time next year, like our culture has just is just going to evolve even more. And like, it's exciting to kind of build that together. Like, there's no rules yet. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're we're just building this together and we get to define like what our company culture looks like. And I think that's something that's very rare and not a lot of people get to experience. So I'm glad to be a part of it.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's definitely it's crazy to think about what this time next year is going to look like. It's weird because I have no idea you know like of course I have a plan and I have like goals and things targets that we want to hit but in terms of like the team and that is something that like can rapidly change in a year and so that's something that's like so scary and so exciting at the same time I don't know what exactly that will look like and like who will you know we add on to the team
2: yeah and I think that's like the best place to be like we don't have any expectations or any like preconceived like notions of how things are gonna go. So I feel like we'll be open to whatever happens because we're not like having this specific goal of what it should look like. Yeah,
0: and also I think one thing that works is yes, we're a remote team, which remote can actually be really tricky. Like I thought remote was gonna be like so easy and so much better. And while I think that we do a great job at being remote, it comes with so many challenges that you don't think about. Like during COVID, it was a lot easier because everyone was remote. So the whole world was remote. But now that we have like this like hybrid type of situation where like some people are back in the office or you see your friends going back in or you experience in person and you see the difference of in person versus remote. I think that's when it gets a little trickier. And as you know, you get more responsibilities and like you have to be speedier, it gets harder but we've done like a really good job at it. And I truly think it's because everyone on our team is very self-motivated and like no one micromanages anyone. I don't think any of our leadership style is like micromanagement. So, but it only works because like we trust you guys and we like, you know, we know that everyone is motivated on their own. How do you stay like motivated working from home? And like, how do you like, figure out what you're going to do during the day? Because it's not like me and you chat every morning with like, Natasha, tell me your to do list or like, here's a list of tasks for you to do. Like you really come up with your own schedule. So like, how do you do that? Like What are your tips for that?
2: Yeah, it's still something that I'm figuring out every day. And I've just been trying to implement different things. And sometimes they work out. And sometimes it's a complete fail. And I have to reevaluate what I'm doing. But I think it's just been something that I've been practicing over the years. So I've done freelance before Rella. So that was also self motivated. I had to report back to clients and just make my own to do list and do that sort of thing. And then also, I think I just look at each day and know that I can't get everything done that I want to do in a day. And sometimes that's intimidating to me because I'm someone that, you know, I would, if I could work 24 hours a day just because I love what I do. But Yeah, that's one thing I have to like take a step back, look at my to do list, make my priorities and just go with what the day has for me. And a lot of times my tasks for the day kind of evolve as they go. So I'll get a text from you or something that pops up and I need to like stop everything and reevaluate. So it's just a constant like reevaluation of what the priorities are. And I take a lot of mini breaks throughout the day. So I don't get overwhelmed or burnt out. I go on walks during the day. And sometimes I like write emails on my walks just to like get like open air, fresh air and just, you know, like be in nature and also work at the same time. But yeah, it's something that I'm still figuring out. And I just like to take the initiative, see what gaps we have in Rella and just try to do the best I can and just do what I can for that day. And yeah, that's something that I also appreciate is that I'm just able to take the initiative and just see like what's missing, what we can improve on. And like you said, there isn't any micromanaging. And I think because of that, we're able to get more done.
0: Yeah, people don't realize that micromanaging actually hurts like the productivity levels than anything else. Because your way might not be the best way for that person. You know, like I truly believe that you know how to work best. Like I think that if breaks work for you, take breaks. If nighttime working works for you, work at night. If You know, like I am not going to tell you how you should work because you know what's best for you. I don't know what's going to be the most productive for your day.
2: Yeah. I hope that's something that more work environments implement in the future because I remember – working in an internship, just sitting in the office, having my tasks for the day, having everything like set for me. And I felt like I couldn't grow. So I felt like if I had these like set tasks and no room to move and evolve, like I don't think I would be that productive. Like I feel like I just feel stuck.
0: Definitely. I totally agree. Um, and that's why also like, I'm someone who I've always thrived like working alone and working on my own. And so for me, like working with a team is an adjustment because I have to, you know, be on other people's time and I have to, you know, work with other people and it's more collaborative. But I think it's taught me how to be productive in a better way than it was when I was just like solo all the time.
2: Yeah, working with the team definitely keeps you accountable. And it helps your creativity a lot of the times because You get new ideas and you just get to bounce off of each other. And I've experienced both like working freelance and working with a team. And there's perks in both of them. But I do think working with a team is a lot more rewarding.
1: Ah, mm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive, sought-after, rare, and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.
0: And are you a New Year's resolution person? Are you like a start of the year, you write down your goals, see if you made it by the end?
2: Yes and no. Like I think I do it more mentally than I do like writing everything out. But even when I was younger, like I was someone that always set goals and just had like big dreams and things like that. And yeah, this new year that's rolled around, like I've written some things out. I'm not really like a big vision board person. I'm more like an action, like writing down specific things type of person. But it's been interesting this new year because I feel like There's a lot more that I can do now that I'm out of college now that I have my own place like I'm just excited for the goals that I have this year. But what are your goals like how do you approach resolutions.
0: I like to write out my resolutions and I like to have numeric ones and I like to then have just like things that I'm working on. So like one year, I always use this example because it's the New Year's resolution. Actually, I've kept a few New Year's resolutions, but one of them was like I wanted to stop drinking soda. Like I would drink so much soda. Like I was anytime I would go out to a restaurant, I would get a Diet Coke and I just would always feel like so like, bad. Like I just I knew that it wasn't great for me. Like I would I would have like multiple sodas every single week. And so or like if I went out at night, like I would have like a sprite with vodka or whatever. You know, and like it was just like not good. So that was my New Year's resolution and I've stuck to it. Like to this day I have not had more than like a sip of like soda in four years now. So I'm very proud of that. I another one was just get like a fitness routine and start like going to the gym. And I've kept that. So, you know, like I've actually kept my New Year's resolutions. I just love fresh starts. Like to me, like a fresh start is so symbolic. And so I feel like I really do keep those like resolutions. And then I have like numeric ones. Like I have how much money I want to make in a year. I have how many subscribers I want to hit, how many followers I want to hit, you know, things like that, like that I want by the end of the year. But those are always like the hardest ones for me to hit because I always like, I'm so ambitious. And then I realize it's like, okay, wait, this is not gonna happen, but I still try. Like I still like to see if I like am able to hit that goal. So I have things like that that I have, but this year I haven't written mine out yet. So I'm gonna do that tonight, actually. I'm gonna sit down, I'm gonna write my goals out. I did my follower goals like on Rella already. Like I wrote down the ones that I wanna hit there, but the other ones, I don't know yet. I'm still thinking about it. I do know one of my New Year's resolutions. I talked about this in the podcast that just went up today. I want to drink less. Like, and I don't know about you, but as an adult, every single social activity revolves around drinking. I feel like I really hate it. Like, I'm like, I just feel it's so much like social pressure to drink. And I'm not even talking about like, oh, I want to drink less because I like get drunk all the time. Like, it's not that. It's like just a glass of wine for dinner, or oh, let me just go out to a brewery and get like two drinks with a friend. Like, I just don't want every social event to revolve around that. So I told myself that I would only drink three times a month. Like, if I have, and that means like any alcohol. So, like, if I go and I drink one glass of wine, like that counts as like that day, you know? So Mm. that's one of my goals. And then I'm also doing like dry January. So I'm not drinking like at all in January. And yeah, I don't know. I just want to be like healthier. (laughs) And I feel like that alcohol makes it really hard to do that.
2: Yeah, I think social drinking is like one of the biggest things that like when you're in your 20s that you navigate. And I'm thinking of like Jenna Palak in her podcast and how like her like right out of college, she was into social drinking. And like now that's something that she doesn't do as much. And I really do think it like depends on your like your friend circle or like what you like to do for fun. But yeah, that's something that's like hard to navigate sometimes when you're in like social situations and it's like the thing to do yeah and
0: then you feel weird because sometimes if you're not drinking people are like oh why like or oh you're not fun or oh are you judging us because we are and you're not you know and I'm like no I just don't want to like I just don't I don't care if other people do or don't you know but I feel like that's the biggest stigma against like not drinking it's like either you're not fun or you're judging people like that's what people think if you like choose not to which sucks because then you feel like you have to
2: yeah definitely oh one more thing about goals one thing I've been hearing a lot more this year is just doing quarterly goals instead of yearly goals and I think that's something that I want to try this year but I've never done but it feels less intimidating to do quarterly goals so I'm excited to like get more into that yeah,
0: I should start doing that, too, because then you adjust, you know, so at the end of the year, you're not like super far off, you know, like you can adjust to like make it more realistic.
2: <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, I
0: should do that. I should break down my yearly goals into quarterly goals for my personal life,
2: too. Yeah, I think I like I accomplish my goals in like spurts. So I'll make a goal at the beginning of the year and I might not like touch it until the middle of the year. And then all of a sudden I'm like really passionate about that goal again. So if I do it by quarters, I think that'll help me manage like what I want to get done in that amount of time.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. Maybe I'll try that this year. And are you a routine person? Does routine help you like since you're working from home and you're, you know, motivating yourself or do you like having every day be kind of random?
2: I am the worst at routines. Like I don't think I have a single like consistent routine. Like I i am not like really into makeup. So I like don't have a makeup routine. Like I have like a night routine routine a little bit, but it's never like very consistent. But I always manage to like stay overall consistent because I do things like certain days at a time. But I think I'm just someone that like needs the constant change. You don't have like a morning routine or anything like that? I do like certain things in the morning, but like week by week it changes. Really?
0: Okay, so like what did you do this week? I guess it's only Monday, but like what are your few of like your mornings that you've had?
2: Yeah. So um like I'm thinking of one example. Like sometimes I'll read my Bible in the morning and then afterwards like I'll go on a walk, but then the next week I'll read my Bible and go on a walk like later in the day. So like they're still like the same things every day, but when I do them is so drastic. Like it doesn't make sense.
0: Do you wake up at the same time every morning or every day is different?
2: Yeah, well, I usually wake up at the same time, but I literally dictate what I do when I wake up based on like how I'm feeling. But everything gets done in the day. It's just like when it happens, like it could be at like 2 p.m. Like it could, like any time, like it just fluctuates. That's crazy.
0: I would actually think that you're the opposite. I would think that you're like a very routine oriented person.
2: Yeah, like even like with showering, like you know how some people are like, oh, I'm like a night shower. Like, oh, I have to shower. Like, like sometimes one week I'll shower every day in the morning and then the next week it'll be like every day at night. That's so crazy. Yeah. For me, showering also
0: depends on like what I'm doing. Like if I work out in the morning, then like I'm showering right after my workout. But then also like if I do the sauna at night, then I also have to shower after I do that. So like it like depends for me on like what I do during the day or I'll just take like two showers in one day if I am do both, you know. But Yeah, that is like, I am such a routine person in the morning, at least like I need structure in the morning, and then the rest of my day can be chaotic. But like, (laughs) morning, I need to do the same exact thing. Like I need to wake up early, I take my vitamins, I go to the gym immediately, I come back, I shower, I try to journal and read my Bible, but sometimes that doesn't happen then I like make my coffee, I make my breakfast. Like I can't imagine like if I don't do that, my day just feels like so off.
2: Yeah, maybe one day I'll be more of a routine person. But for right now in my life, like I can't. And I used to feel really guilty about it. I was like, what's wrong with me? Like I can't stick to one thing. But like now I'm more accepting it. And I still get the things I need to get done. And it makes every day like a little more exciting. Like, what what do I want to do this morning? Or what do I want to, how do I want to end the day? So I just kind of look at the positive, but it's probably not the best thing.
0: No, I think if it works for you, it works. I think that's the whole thing. It's like, you need to find what works best for you because also there's so much pressure with like, Whenever I compare, like if I listen to a podcast and I'm like, here's someone's routine or I hear this like successful CEO, what he does every morning. And it's like, I wake up at 5 a.m. and I read the news right away. And then I like drink a green juice and then I go to the gym for an hour and then I come back and I meditate and I do all of this stuff. And I'm like, oh my God, in order to be successful, do I have to do all that? You know, and you like think that you're doing something wrong if you're not like part of like doing what other people are doing. But That, like, would never work for me. You know, like, that type of lifestyle, like, does not work for me at all. I interviewed someone else on this podcast. She's a CEO. She's super successful. She's also a creator. She says she wakes up at noon. I'm like, I love that. (laughs) I was like, what? And she's like, oh, yeah, I wake up at noon. She goes to bed at, like, 2 a.m. But, like, she works best at night. And so she likes to like sleep in. She doesn't want to set an alarm. She likes to sleep in. And then she like does all her work like later in the day. And I'm like, wow, like that's not something you usually hear from like quote unquote successful people, but it works for her. And I feel like that's what you have to find is like what works best for your life. And don't let anyone tell you that that's like not productive if it works for you. And it's like you are productive doing it.
2: Yeah, definitely. Like, I've always liked that saying, like, comparison is the thief of joy, because I feel like it's really true. And I think in a lot of aspects in my life, I've not followed the norm. And I've been either behind or, like, done something different than my friends. And so I think just in life in general, I just, like, try to do my own thing and hope it works, because I know if I try to follow someone else's pattern, like, it's not going to work out for me.
0: Hmm. Yeah, that's so true. I also love that quote. Also, whenever you compare yourself to someone else, you're comparing yourself to like the best version of them or just what they're portraying. Like no one actually knows what people are going through. Like if, especially now with social media, it's easier to compare, but like you have no idea what their life is like. And I'm sure that they're comparing their life. They could compare their life to yours and find something that's like inadequate there too, you know? So it's just, it's not productive and it's never going to make you feel better by comparing your life to other people because you're never actually going to get the full picture. And so there's just no point. Like it's better to water the grass on like your own side and to really not look at like the other side or not look at what could be or look at what other people are doing because you just don't know what it's like and like in your head it's always better than what it actually is.
2: Yeah, and it's also interesting how like sometimes people compare their life to yours and like wish that their life was like yours. But in your head, you're like, wow, I need to figure everything out. But people are looking up to you and seeing you as an example. And it's just like, there's no real standard. But even when you're feeling like you're not at your best, or your routine is off, like, people still look to what you're doing and see that as like admirable. So it's interesting to think Mm -hmm. about.
0: I always feel that way. I'm always like, oh my god, I'm not doing something right, or I'm failing in this aspect. But then I'll have people like message me and they're like oh my god like you're someone that I like want to you know like that career is like what I want to emulate or whatever and I'm just like whoa like that's (laughs) like I feel that way about so many people but the fact that some people think that about me or even like what you just said earlier like I'm like I can't believe that because I feel like I like don't have my life together half the time but I know that everyone feels that way and so it's just best to like not compare because the more i talk to like successful people the more i talk to people that i look up to the more i realize that everyone feels this way and it like brings me so much comfort in knowing that like everyone always feels you know kind of like they're behind because i i just never think that like as humans we're never going to be like exactly satisfied with where we are i feel like we're always gonna think about like oh well what could be if like this happened or if you know i well now that i've reached this milestone like I want to reach the next one. Like, we're just never satisfied, which is something I want to work on this year is like being more content.
2: Yeah, I think that's always a good goal is just working on yourself and like staying in your own lane. Mm-hmm. And
0: before we go, I wanted to ask you this because you just recently
2: graduated like
0: two years ago, a year and a half ago, right? Yeah, twenty
2: twenty one, which feels like I-, I can't put that timeline into perspective now. Like, it feels like yesterday and like five years ago at the same time.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so what would you tell your recently graduated self? Because like, if we want to talk about how much life has changed in one year, like I feel like May 2021 to now, life has changed even way more dramatically. It's like, what would you tell your freshly graduated self?
2: Oh, I like this question. So May 2021 and like spring of 2021, that's when I was still like working with Rella a little bit on screens and stuff. And I had this like picture of my life. I thought I was going to, move to Europe, have a fresh start, thought I was going to like get out of Raleigh. And I just had this like big, big vision, and it didn't necessarily like come to fruition. But I think I would tell myself just to trust the process, trust God, like, he has something better, because this job at Rella is something that I kind of like fell into, it wasn't something that I like applied for or had in my mind. And so just thinking about like, from that time till now, everything that's happened, if I had you know, stuck to what I wanted, like life would be like completely different. And I wouldn't have like the experiences that I get to have today. So yeah, I would just say like, trust the process. Everything is going to work out the way it's supposed to. Again, like don't compare yourself to others. And yeah, like there's so many like exciting things in store. Like the end of college is not the end of your life. Like it'll get better. And like, the rest of your 20s like will be exciting too. So that's yeah, what I
0: would- I love that. And I totally agree. I mean, college feels like forever ago for me and I loved college, but it definitely was not the best four years of my life. Like these past four years have been way better than college was. So I just think life continues to get like sweeter and better and you just become more confident. And I don't know, like I love, my 20s are definitely the best decade so far, but like post-college is the best Time of my life than like in college or in high school or anything like that. Like it gets so much better. And I feel like every year has gotten, you know, better than the last in some way.
2: Yeah, definitely.
0: All right. Well, where can they find you if they want to follow you? Where can they like catch up with you, see your work, all of that stuff? I love this episode. I just like, (laughs) it was like, it was like our catch up call. It was
2: like, (laughs) it was, yeah. We haven't talked. So it's like the first day after the new year. And so we've been on like, Holiday break. And so we haven't talked in like a week or so. And so it did really feel like a catch up. Um, And I've enjoyed this too. And um, where can people find me? My social media is just my name, Natasha Bompart. But more than like I want to plug myself, I want to plug Rella because that is where I put all of my time and effort. But yeah, if you're interested, check out at RellaSocial.com and at RellaSocial on Instagram and TikTok. And yeah, I post social media news and just updates on rella so you can find me there and if you ever dm us i'll send you an answer
0: yeah natasha is all over the social media she also is all over the website she's all over the app like anything you see interact with touch like natasha has designed and done and so if you want to support her work then you can download <laughs> <Rella>. <laughs> yeah but thank you so much Natasha for coming on. We need to do more of these little catch-ups. We need to do like one a year so we can compare like every year to the last. Like you know like the Billie Eilish every year she answers like the same questions for Vanity Fair. Yeah, we need to I like that. Me too. I watch it every year. We need to do that like with this. <laughs>
2: okay, well, I'll see you this time next year then for this episode. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing.
0: Thanks for listening to this week's episode of The Real Real. I hope that you enjoyed and don't forget to rate, review, follow, or subscribe on your favorite podcast app. You can follow me personally on Instagram at Natalie Barbu and the podcast at The Real Real Podcast. I'll see you next Monday.
1: Ah, mmm